0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the all-powerful Oz. Oh, no, it's just Tammy. Say hi, Tam.
1: Hi, everybody. I uh, see my guns. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So how you doing?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm all right. It's cold as hell though. It's really weird because like the temperature dropped like ten degrees all of a sudden yeah. like out of nowhere.
1: Well it was so freezing this morning. And then it got a little <laughs> warmer because you know we had the illusion of sunlight. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like bam, cold.
0: Well, the sunlight said it was warm outside. The freezing breath coming out of my mouth and seeing all that steam says that was a lie. I know.
1: I know. I think it's funny because when I open the patio door for Ghost to like roam the patio at night, you can see his breath just, I'm like, dang, it's cold out there. Closer. Mm hmm. Was that better?
0: I don't know. Keep talking. I'll tell you. Hang
1: on. My mic keeps. Now, see, my mic came untightened. That's why. Oh.
0: Make now. it nice and tight, Tammy. It is now yes we like it tight
1: you're bad so bad
0: that's only when I'm talking to the little girls
1: I'm done <laughs> so yeah you ready for this one today speaking of that by the way how's your mom what does my mom have to do with a little girl
0: oh, I just I was good that maybe she sent you one of our text messages that her and I text back and forth no. A little love tech messages.
1: No, but I'm kind of curious what she got you for Christmas.
0: I'm hoping that it's her unwrapped.
1: Why would she send herself in a box?
0: <laughs> I want in that box.
1: Never mind. I was taking a drink of Pepsi. Otherwise, I'd have been quicker on that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Because she said, if I send it, will you make sure he gets it? I'm like, yes.
0: I'm hoping that it's naked pictures of her. She's got some of me.
1: No, stop it. She does not.
0: Oh, yeah. No, of course she doesn't. Stop it. That would be weird for you if her and I had romantic And my sister who's
1: listening, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, believe me. Your mom has some naked pictures. I got some of her, too. No,
1: no. My mom doesn't even know how to use her camera.
0: (laughs) She does now. (laughs) She knows how to take videos. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) I know that's a lie.
0: It's a good time at mama's house. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so are you ready for today's case? Case me. Okay. This one, I originally chose it as a case for a fetish because I thought it was more fetishy. However, after going through all the reports that I was able to dig up, I'm not so sure. This is a case of Bella Kiss. B-E-L-A. It came to, I'm sorry, the case of Billy Kiss came to the attention of law enforcement officials during World War I. However, it is apparent that the murders happened way before that. In fact, they may date back to the early, to around 1900, if not before.
0: Damn, busy boy.
1: Yeah. So sometime in the early 90s, I found out it's actually in 1990, I mean 1900. That's what I meant, not in 1990s. Sometime in the early 1900s, somewhere outside the city of, I think it's pronounced Sinkota, Hungary, Kiss moved into his rented house located at 9 Koseth Street. According to what I could tell from a map, this small town is approximately at least 17 kilometers east of Budapest.
0: Just a small town, boy. Killing not in North Detroit. in Hungary. He was a hungry man killing everywhere.
1: Is that better? No, but okay. (laughs) From every report I found, Kiss had blonde hair, bright blue eyes, and a stylish handlebar mustache. If he had a goatee, I'd swear he was you.
0: He sounds hot.
1: Does he have blonde hair?
0: I did. Before I started shaving my head, my hair was very, very blonde.
1: But don't you? Didn't you have ginger hair for a while too?
0: No, it's really weird. I'm a calico because my top hair, like on my head, is blonde,
1: and your chest hair is reddish,
0: and my goatee is kind of red, and then my chest hair has white and red and brown. I'm a calico.
1: Yeah, I've seen your chest hair many it's times. Sexy, isn't it? Yeah.
0: All I need is the uh, either like a big peace symbol necklace or one with the male symbol on it. Little. Uh, you know, v-cut shirt, buttoned up so i can keep the first few buttons unbuttoned and then go to the disco.
1: The big old collar. That's right. On the polyester shirt. Yeah, of
0: course. I'm going go to I'm going to win that eight-track player. You watch.
1: <laughs> and go to the roller derby.
0: Hell no, i got to go to the roller disco side where they can be stay alive. <laughs> Little disco inferno and i i'm going to win an eight-track player. <laughs>
1: Oh horrible. We used to have one. So anyways, he was a successful tinsmith and when he was drafted into the Hungarian military at the age of thirty seven in nineteen fourteen.
0: Little late for fucking drafting something. Well, God damn.
1: You gotta consider that's right like right before World War One started. So,
0: Still, man, you're up there in age at thirty in your thirties. Like I'm not saying that true. you're like old, but you're not a young pup anymore, you know? It's
1: true. You're not a spring chicken. Mm. No. So some may f- find it surprising that Kiss actually learned the trade of Tinsmith by teaching himself. He also loved to read and was extremely knowledgeable in the subjects of literature, history, and art. And although he never had any formal schooling, he could easily engage even the most educated and intelligent townspeople on practically any subject matter. Sweet. Yeah, so he's a very bright, bright man. From the articles I found, the other villagers in Sinkota thought of Kiss as a nice, hardworking man. He was even well-known for the lavish party see threw at one of the local hotels. Report, was it the
0: Copacabana?
1: Probably not in a Budapest, hun- not in a little town outside of they Budapest. They may
0: have had a Budapest freaking Hungarian Barry Manila.
1: Budapest. Buddha Cabana.
0: At the Buddha. Buddha Cabana. Because everybody needs a little Barry Manilow. Get
1: Barry Manilow out of my head.
0: <laughs> Her name was Squatchy. She was a Sasquatch.
1: <laughs> I'm a number one fan of Lo.
0: I love Manilow.
1: I'm not a big fan. Although, I did go to great lengths to get my best friend who was a huge fan Some swag when we went to Vegas, so I'm not totally against him. Because
0: Manolo's freaking awesome, man. Oh
1: my gosh, my best friend loves him.
0: Hey, you always remember this. Barry writes the songs that make the whole world sing. All right?
1: He also wrote, I am stuck on Band-Aids, and Band-Aids, something stuck on me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that happened to me, too. I sat on one. (laughs) That was the first time that I had a butt strip.
1: You won't get them.
0: Not anymore. I'm traumatized. Band-Aid brand.
1: Why would Band-Aid do that? It wasn't a duct tape, was it?
0: It could have been. I don't know. (laughs) It might have been. It might have been a Band-Aid decal. I'm not quite sure. All I know is that uh, a few things came off. Number one, a lot of hair. And number two, my dignity.
1: (laughs) So... Reports indicate that his generosity knew no bounds. Therefore, it wasn't a surprise to me when I read that the local women considered him the most eligible bachelor.
0: Mm, tell me more; I might date him.
1: <laughs> right? So, Kiss enjoyed the bachelor life. So he wasn't in any hurry to find a wife. However, he still needed someone to perform his household domestic duties.
0: But of course, what else can women do? He
1: hired Mrs. John Jockbeck. I think that's how you pronounce it. She was a local elderly woman that set about taking care of the housekeeping chores his wife would have done had he been married. Since this small town didn't have a large selection of female companion candidates, Kiss also rented an apartment in the more populous Budapest. That's when he began placing ads in local Budapest newspapers in search of companionship.
0: Oh, Lonely Hearts
1: guy. Yeah, and he didn't take long for the letters from women to come pouring in. Did oh you said pouring this or whoring? Pouring. Okay. This guy puts Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck like they like are small beans compared to this guy.
0: Sounds hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So over the years, local gossips were all talking behind their hands about the constant flow of beautiful women from Budapest staying at his place in that small town. The bizarre part about this is never did he introduce any of these women to anybody, including his housekeeper. All they noticed was how quickly the girls left after they arrived. That's where it should be. (laughs) Hear
0: me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I know a lot of people say, I would never hire a hooker. Yeah. Hear me out, people. If you get married to that woman of your dreams, that could that dream can turn to a nightmare really quick. And <laughs> she will take half of your crap, including your very soul.
1: And there you paid for it.
0: <laughs> and you're going to pay for it in the end. This way here, you get your little conjugal visit. You pay your fee. You have a show.
1: Well, and it, but if it's a Lonely Hearts Club, he's probably not paying nothing. Smart man. Except for, you know, taking him out on dates or two. And you'll find out something here in a minute.
0: Oh, cool. Tell me more about yeah. this suave gentleman.
1: So on July, one day in July of 1916, the detective chief for the Budapest Police Department, Dr. Charles Nagy, received a rather disturbing phone call. It was from a landlord in Sincoda who, ...who wanted to report that he thought a murder had been committed on his property because he found something very bizarre. The landlord told Dr. Nagy that he had rented his house on Kosa Street to a soldier by the name of Bella Kiss. However, Kiss had been shipped off to war two years before that, and the lease had lapsed. Normally, he would have made exceptions considering there was a war going on and the man was a soldier... However, he had heard rumors that Kiss had either become a prisoner of war or he was killed in battle. Since he didn't since his landlord didn't know what was going on, he had gone over to the house to see if any repairs had to be made in case he had to rent the place to someone else. He was outside the property, outside the house when he noticed that there were several large metal drums lying around. He he wound up puncturing one of those drums. And as soon as the hole was made, he had this overwhelming, nauseating smell. There happened to be a chemist living next door. And the chemist came over and said, that is the unmistakable smell of human remains. Like decomp all over the place. So the landlord begged Dr. Negi to urgently investigate. Because until he got the matter resolved, he could not rent his place out to anybody. All right. You know, I wonder if they had the disclosure rule back then. (laughs) So Nagy grabbed two of his best detectives and they went straight to this little town. And when they reached the house, the landlord rushed over to greet them. However, at the same time, Mrs. Jakubek, who had been staying in the house and had promised Kiss that she would take care of his stuff and make sure nobody disturbed his prop, you know, his belongings while he was away. She came running out and was furious and shouted at the men to leave the property immediately.
0: That's a good woman, man, trying to protect her employer. Yeah. I like her.
1: Yeah. So Nagy had one of the metal drums opened and confirmed the landlord's suspicions. Inside was a sack and the preserved body of a young woman with a full head of long brown hair. Also inside the drum was the rope with which she had been strangled. The wood alcohol in the drum was is what preserved her. Yeah. Hey, man. Alcohol's good for everything. That's right. Save one for a rainy day. That's right. <laughs> Save a man, month for a rainy day. Man has needs. I just wouldn't want to drink it after that, you know? Well, <laughs> never mind. No. Upon questioning, Mrs. Jacobitz said that she had been perplexed by the fact that these metal canisters were brought in by KISS before the war. And people had begun to talk. He could be storing, after all, he could be storing illegal liquor, right? Some had even speculated, and the constable had gone over to chat with him, and he calmly assured the man that there he was not keeping any illicit liquor, and war was on the way, he said, so he was stocking up on gasoline. In the front, in the rear. Which, I can understand that. It's like, okay, you know, war is coming. We had We've had gas rations here in the U.S., even in the 80s, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lines for miles. So when the detectives examined the other six drums, they found that each one contained the body of a naked woman. And all of these women had been strangled to death. After they arranged for a mortician to collect the victims found outside, they began to search the home and the remainder of the grounds. They then found even more bodies that had been buried. God day, busy vic- boy! Uh, yeah, you'll find out something here in a minute. Each victim, even those that had been buried, had been preserved in alcohol. So, I'm wondering how he did that when he buried them. You know what I mean? Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, so the bodies were still very recognizable and... And could be easily identified if they had names to work with. Which, you know, would have been nice. So now, Charles Nagy was faced with the biggest case of his career. And he got to work immediately. The first thing he did was notify the military that Bella Kiss, if he were still on the front lines, was to be arrested immediately. No questions asked. So within an hour, the orders for a manhunt had reached the army. Then he detained, to, he detained and interrogated the housekeeper. She, of course, was horrified about what was going on. Then, concerned that Kiss might have an accomplice, he went and notified postal and telegraph authorities in the area that if any messages were, you know, were to go out to Bella Kiss, they were to inter- intercede them immediately, intercept them immediately, and not let them go. 'Cause he didn't want new because he knew the news was gonna spread quickly enough through gossips that he didn't want Kiss to be warned that they were after him. So there are several facts that made this even harder than you know what people would expect. When it came to Hungarian soldiers, there were thousands imprisoned and the army was scattered everywhere and it was all disorganized. Nobody knew where people were. But the worst part is, is that the name Bella and Kiss were extremely common Hungarian names at the time. Really? So there, Yeah. So there could have been hundreds of men in the army named Bella Kiss.
0: Oh, shit. Okay.
1: I know. Isn't that crazy? I'd never heard A that little name bit, before.
0: Because I wouldn't think. But yeah, I digress.
1: <laughs> I digress. So finally, Dr. Nagy focused on the identity of the victims. <clears throat> the clues from the metal containers were very Few and far between. He was able to locate the embroidered initials. KV. On one piece of clothing. And what he thought was a faint MT on a handkerchief. Now keep those initials in mind. Inside the house. (sighs) Inside the house that Mrs. Jacobek had actually kept immaculately clean for two years. She was sitting at the kitchen. Paralyzed. With fear. She was just horrified. And then she said, please, sir, I know nothing of this terrible thing. I know Bella Kiss only as a man who was kind to me and paid me well. She then showed the detectives his bedroom, which they searched thoroughly and found they couldn't find anything except for a locked door. Then when they asked her about it, she said, that is the secret room of Bella Kiss. He told me never to enter it and never to let anyone in. Then she reached into her apron and pulled out like a skeleton key and opened the locked door. As soon as they went in the room, they noticed it was lined with bookcases filled with books. Every shelf. The only... Why are you showing me your whisks? And your potato peeler?
0: Because it's whiskey business.
1: Damn it! (laughs) Anyways... The only furniture other than the bookshelves was a large desk and a chair. Inside the desk, this is what you're going to find interesting. Inside the desk, they found a huge, you know, book of correspondence between Kiss and various women. He also found another photo album with photographs of more than 100 ladies. Now, you would think that was odd enough, but at this point... He began to worry that the victims they had found might number more than the victims that they had already. I mean, the number of victims might be more than the ones they had already found. Then he went back to the hundreds of letters. Most of them were filed in about 75 packets so that mail from the same woman was kept organized together. Which, you know, got to give the man credit, right? These women wrote to him after seeing his ad in the newspapers. All of them wanted marriage. Oh, thank you kindly, sir. All of them wanted marriage, and later it was revealed that Kiss had received 174 marriage proposals. Okay, wait a minute. I almost thought he had given those, and he was tied with you, but no, he had received those. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, you're a dick. (laughs) You know I'm always going to make fun of your many marriages. I've
0: been married four and a half times. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, to 74 of these women, he actually offered marriage and kept up his correspondence with them. So, you know, he just missed a hundred of them. <laughs> and so hey, those man. were the 74 packets work. they had found. huh? Busy
0: work right there, man.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to give him that. Oh, huh? Um, something else became quite clear as he read the letters. Bella Kiss was defrauding these women. Of their savings, so he was doing a Raymond Fernandez. Oh, see,
0: now that's jacked.
1: Yeah, in many cases, it was their entire financial resources, and the letters dated back as far as 1903. Yeah, and now he took a. This detective took a break from his reading to examine the books in the room. What he noticed was that most of them were related to poisons and methods of strangulation.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah.
1: Now we know that a lot of them have evidence of being strangled, so he wasn't a basic bitch. That's good. You know. And if he did use poison, I would hope that it wasn't arsenic. <laughs> but you know. Now he this detective wondered how it was possible that this guy could correspond with so many women and bring them to his home with nobody being suspicious. Surely someone was questioning what was going on. Then he began to interrogate Mrs. Jacobic. He stared at her for a while as she sat in the kitchen. Then all of a sudden, she screamed at him, I'm just a simple old woman. Don't send me to prison. I'm too pretty for that. I
0: bet you she is. She sounds hot.
1: <laughs> Why? Because her name is Jakobik?
0: Because she's old. Mm. But I can't give up your mom, so... <laughs>
1: You're dedicated.
0: I am dedicated to her. God dang, she's hot. especially the picture she sent me.
1: Stop eh. it! So Man, she might be.
0: She might. She reminds me of a light beer. Tastes great. Oh, that's filling.
1: I hate you. So when Nagy calmed her down, she told him that she had looked after Bella since 1900 when he had moved to Sinkota She says he was such a good-looking boy of 23. We were so fond of him. He was kind to everyone. He wouldn't hurt a living thing. Once a dog had broken its leg, and he made splints and nursed the animal to recovery. I'm sure it is a mistake. He didn't kill those women. Somebody else did it.
0: Okay, if he's nursing dogs back to health, I think she's right.
1: You think so? Yep. Oh, well.
0: He helped a puppy. And that I doesn't mean he
1: didn't strangle a woman.
0: Hey, you know what? The women probably had it coming. They probably getting all loudmouthed, being assholes. Trying to get
1: a little stabby-stabby themselves. That's
0: right. Probably getting get a little stabby-stabby. I've been down that road myself. I got your back, buddy. You help the dogs out. I think those bitches deserved it.
1: I just want everybody to know that I tried to do a public service by saying, telling Scott not to get married again. If you want to be stabbed, just let me know. <laughs> it's
0: only because you want to stab me, you sick fucker. Well, there is
1: that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> now, she did admit that she had seen lots of women coming to visit Bella over the years. However, she said that she didn't know who any of them were. She said, I scarcely ever said a word to them. I was only a servant and spent the nights in my own home. What Bellicus did with these ladies was none of my business. They were all city know. ladies, not peasants like me.
0: I want to know what he was doing with the White Castle. They and would come in. for a
1: day or two and then go away.
0: I bet you they would come for a day or two. Sounds like this well, man knew what he was doing.
1: And what I found significant about what she said there was the fact that it was not common for, you know, the servants or peasants to associate with the upper class.
0: Well, it's true. Yeah, no.
1: So the fact that she didn't know doesn't surprise me.
0: That doesn't surprise me a bit. Ah, you're right.
1: Yeah, I have a jagged tooth, and I can't get into the dentist till mon- uh, January.
0: Your new name is Snaggletooth.
1: You know, it's just a little chip because I have that calcium deficiency, and it's bugging me, brat. <laughs> it's not like you can see it. It's on the top. So the more Nagy pressed her for more details, the more hysterical she became. And then she screamed at him, I am innocent. So then he pulled out a document from his pocket that he had found in the desk. He says, do you see this? He leaves you a very substantial sum of money. It was, his, it was Kiss's will, where he left her almost everything. Oh, wow. Nice guy, man. And, yeah, and she goes, I didn't know anything about this. So, Nang and his colleagues questioned most of his neighbors and everybody in town who knew him. Everybody liked Bellicus and didn't think it was unusual for a handsome amiable bachelor to entertain several women. Like me. In fact, the married men of the town were very envious of him.
0: That's right. Most guys are envious of me.
1: <sighs> Have you seen his picture yet? No. <laughs> okay. When you do, oh my gosh,
0: I'm just a handsome man who entertains a lot of women.
1: Yeah, you're gonna be mad at me for comparing you to him. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna kick
0: you in the cooter, ain't I?
1: (laughs) Probably so. Then Nagy went around and contacted police departments in every place that he found where a woman had who where a woman who had corresponded with Bella had lived. Eventually, he felt certain that he had finally figured out the technique that Kiss had used. To find his victims. As he guessed. Kiss did not write any incriminating letters. Right. He was pretty basic in the letters. Cool. Rather he placed carefully worded advertisements. In the matrimonial columns. And, oh, and they each. Like suddenly asked about the women's financial resources. So if a letter arrived from a lady who didn't live too far away. He would go visit her lavish her with money and attention and at some point he would even inquire ask her about her relatives
0: and ask if she liked butt stuff
1: oh my god they don't say that but oh
0: well you can assume i wouldn't
1: be surprised
0: do you like butt stuff i like butt stuff too (laughs) do
1: you want a pumpkin no
0: (laughs) (laughs) can you put a pumpkin at my keister (laughs) that was a good night
1: yeah (laughs) listen to our last episode so he only concentrated, though, on the women who did not have relatives who lived nearby because they would not be immediately missed if they disappeared. Now, most of the letters he received after he had initiated a relationship were from women who sent him money. Sometimes everything she had. If he thought there was any chance that she might contact the authorities, he arranged to get rid of her. It was like, nah, got to go. Um, eventually, Dr. Nagy found out that the initials KV that were found on the clothing were for a Madame Catherine Varga, a beautiful young woman from Bo- a beautiful young widow from Budapest who was sub- substantially well off financially. She had a very profitable dressmaking business and she sold everything when her prospective pers- husband, Bella Kiss, invited him to live with her. Her to live with him. Aha!
0: The plot thickens.
1: Oh, it gets even worse. (laughs) So then when Catherine Varga disappeared, she didn't have any relatives around who would miss her. She was like, nobody knew. So then there was another breakthrough. Nagy had located in Kiss's house some clothing with the name Julian Pashik stitched in it. One of Nagy's detectives went through court, old court records and found two women by the name of Julia Pashik and Elizabeth Komaromi, who had each filed a lawsuit against Kiss for taking their money after promising to marry them. The suits, the suits then, you know, lapsed and were dismissed when neither one of these women appeared in court or could be located.
0: This smart guy, man. He's eliminating drama. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. My nose keeps running. So by the Go catch it. <laughs> so stupid. So the time Nagy had enough evidence, by this time, Nagy had enough evidence that proved Kiss was responsible for the murder of 30 women. He was framed. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. However, by that point, there was only one of the seven victims in the metal containers that had been positively identified. And that was Vega, Varga, I mean. Then one day, two women came to visit Dr. Nagy. A lady by the name of Mrs. Stephen Toth and her daughter-in-law. And Mrs. Toth told the detectives that her daughter, Margaret, had gone to Budapest to work. On one of those visits, Margaret introduced her mother to Bella Kiss. Who persuaded the? Who, and he persuaded the mother to give him some money by promising to marry his her daughter.
0: I'll marry her too.
1: I'm sure she's. Never mind. I know it wouldn't matter to you. But afterwards, Margaret accused Kiss of like going back on his promise. So when Missus Toth went to. Confront Kiss in his home t- in his little town, he claimed that he just wanted to delay the marriage. But Margaret got mad at him and left for America. Eventually, Doctor ne- Nagy pieced together what had actually happened. In 1906, Margaret Toth came to visit Bella at his home, and he forced her to write a letter to her mother, claiming that she couldn't bear the shame of being rejected. And she was going to go to America to find a new love. After she had written the letter, Kiss strangled her and her, hid her body in the metal container and mailed the letter to her mother. So she was the KT. Yeah,
0: but you know what? There's no problems with that.
1: Like, seriously, how much guff
0: is he going to get from this woman if she's buried in a, in a, in a container?
1: Okay. <laughs> You're so bad. So then on October 4th, of 1916, Nagy actually received a message from a hospital in Serbia claiming that a, ga- a soldier by the name of Bella Kiss died of typhoid in 1915. Then, fo- that was immediately followed by another message that said that Kiss was alive and a patient at the hospital. Same hospital. Dr. Nagy immediately traveled there, which was in Hungarian ha- by then, which was in Hungarian hands. The military commander told Dr. Nate, I think we have your man. He was so, the detective was so excited that, but they didn't reach the hospital until it was after dark. And by the time they reached the ward where Kiss was recuperating, they were shocked by what they found. In the bed was a dead man, but it was not Bella Kiss. (laughs) Right? Somehow the guy who was in the bed had been warned and Swapped out the bodies for another soldier. Which gotta give him smart props. Okay, man. Yeah, smart thinking. Then doctor Nagy made sure that all of Hungary knew that the monster of Sinkota was still alive. Tips poured in from everywhere in the country, those followed by many sightings in desperate places around the world. Oh just so c- Kinda me.
0: like Elvis. He's seen everywhere.
1: Kinda. Even though Elvis left the build left the planet. Went back home. <laughs> Someone claimed to have seen this killer walking down a Budapest street in 1919. Five years later, in 1920, a suspicious member of the Foreign Foreign Legion went to the police station to report a fellow legionnaire that he believed was actually Kiss. The man gave his name as Hoffman, an alias that Kiss was known to use. He bragged about how good he was with a garage. Okay. Then the police went to the unit to question Hoffman only to find that he had left without warning. Um, then a Hungarian soldier claimed that Bella Kiss was in prison in Romania for burglary. Another said he died of yellow fever in Turkey. Then a New York homicide detective named Henry Oswald felt certain he saw Bella walking out of Times Square subway station in 1932. With Elvis. <laughs> 1932. However, Oswald was also nicknamed Camera Eye by other detectives because he had an extraordinary memory for faces. So many people gave credence to this report. The enormous crowd in Times Square prevented Oswald from following this guy. However, after the report, some people became convinced that Kiss, who who would have been in his late 60s at the time, was actually living in New York. So in 1936, Gossip had it that Kiss was working as an apartment building janitor. And when police went to the building to interview him, he had gone. He was nowhere around and he left nothing behind. So no matter what lead they get, the person's gone by the time they get there. As noted by David M. Everett, who wrote the book Human Monsters, quote, despite all of this alleged globetrotting by Kiss, no other murders were ever attributed to him. Unfortunately, that does not mean he stopped killing, only that they were not traced to him. Right? And that's all the information I could find. That's it? Yeah, except for the folklore behind him, which, whatever.
0: He's a mystery man.
1: Yeah, about all these songs and stuff. Yeah, but that's everything. He, like, disappeared into thin air. A smart guy, man. Kind of like Joseph Mangalay.
0: Kind of, kind of.
1: not... Kind of not known where. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because
1: it was always like a a known secret that Mangalay was in South America. Right, right, right. You know, but yeah, that's where it is.
0: All right. Remember, you can send us a... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you can send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. This show's is copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. Remember, if you're hearing this on anybody else's podcast, they're lying, thieving bastards. bastards. We'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. bye
1: Bye-bye, everybody.